This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so what better way to transition out of, you know, throwing high school football games than entering <laughs> our next guest? We've got Joe G, Joe Giglio, the co-host of BetQL Daily which is immediately following our show. It's not quite as good as our show, but it's all right. So if you ever want <laughs> to tune in, it's okay. Uh, he's joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Joe, you God. said we could talk about anything. So, you know, let's dive into, you know, foreign relations and world policy. What do you want to start with this morning? <laughs> well, I just want to say, I just want to make clear, clear the air here. Now, I mean, I, I will admit that I was a, a pretty below average high school football player in my day, but I never threw any games. So let's make sure... That, that's out of the way right now. I, I, I wasn't throwing games when I was missing those tackles. I just, I just couldn't play very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you were in the wrong business because you had to find a way. Because, I mean, there's ways to throw games, but I think maybe it was a little bit before your time. And probably the mob is focusing in on the good players who actually have the ability to throw the games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're right so, about Joe, that. And obviously, it was way, way before legalized gambling. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if people were, uh, were thinking through the lines of the high school games when I was playing. But they are now, which is, uh, which is good for us because we always have a lot to talk about. All right. So every time I read a promo, you're high on the Eagles. You're high on Jalen Hurts. Sometimes I think you're just high. So let's talk about the Eagles this week. I don't like them. They're hosting the Saints. The Saints getting two points, even though the line is moving towards the Eagles. I'm going to take a wild guess and say you're on the Eagles here. I am on the Eagles. Now, if the number continues to grow, I will, uh, I will back off. I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game by a significant amount of points, but I would take them at under a field goal in this game. Chelsea, uh, the Eagles are playing really well right now. Um, the last three weeks, most efficient offense in the NFL. They, they figure something out on offense and kind of the best way to run it. And I, I think at one of the times I'd come on with you guys earlier in the season, I, I had mentioned that I thought there was a kind of Lamar jackson light element to, to Jalen Hurts and how I thought the Eagles could run a winning offense with him. At the beginning of the season, they didn't do that. They were like, yeah, go throw the ball 50 times a game. And they were losing a lot. And the last three weeks, they've become a run-based offense. It has worked for them. And their defense, I mean, guys, it's pretty predictable. When they play a quarterback that isn't very good, you know, the Sam Darnolds of the world, Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, mediocre or below average quarterbacks, they're really good on defense. I mean, they allow basically less than two touchdowns a game. And then you put them up against the star quarterback, the Justin Herberts, the Tom Brady's, the Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, and they get torched. And this week it's Trevor Simeon. So on those two lines, efficient offense and their defense stands up against, uh, you know, below average quarterbacks. I do like the Eagles this week at a short number. So, Joe, let me ask you this, because I'm, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm curious about the idea that Jalen Hurts can win this game with his arm. When he was asked to do that more at the beginning of the season, that's when Philly was really struggling. Now, they have played better football, but it's because they've been more run-oriented. And, of course, once again, they're going against this Saints defense, which is number one against the run in the National Football League. So can you sell me 
on Jalen Hurts once again having to win a game with his arm. Even with that defense, he's going to have to produce and being able to do that if the running game is stuffed. Yeah, I think it's a fair question, Jenks. I think before last week it was probably the biggest question. But you go back and watch yeah. the first half of that game against the Denver Broncos. I mean, he was 15-20 for nearly 200 yards in the first half. And in the second half, he only threw the ball three times. They were based on the field defensively in the third quarter the whole time. And then they ran the clock out in the fourth quarter. So he didn't really, I mean, ask him to do anything in the, fourth, in, the, in the second half in terms of throwing. But in the first half, he threw them to a lead against a Denver defense that I think came in top 12 or so against the run. So not quite as good as the Saints, but the blueprint was there. They threw the ball. They, they, they got the lead on Sunday, last Sunday, throwing the football. And two weeks ago against the Chargers, he did lead a, a touchdown drive, basically using his arm um, against the Chargers to tie that game in the fourth quarter. So I think it's fair to say the jury's still out there, but the last couple weeks we were trending towards he's been a better thrower when they've asked him to throw. We're talking with Joe G, Joe Giglio. He is co-host of BetQL Daily. And Joe, let's stay in the NFC East and talk about Washington going on the road to Carolina. Carolina short favorites at home, laying three. I think both of us here, kind of like the Panthers here, not just because Cam Newton, but also Christian McCaffrey. I think he's still the focal point of that offense. And Cam Newton, just the, the line for quarterback play in Carolina has been so low that I think anything is a bit of an improvement. So where do you stand on Washington, Carolina this week? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, I'm watching the number. Earlier in the week, guys, it was a three and a half. And at three and a half, I, I do like the Washington football team. I just, and, and you're right, Chelsea, the line is low at quarterback. So, so perhaps Cam is a pretty big upgrade just considering how bad Darnold had looked for a few weeks. And, you know, and P.J. Walker is just a, basically a fringe NFL guy. But it's just striking to me that Cam Newton was not in the NFL you know, eight days ago or whatever it was, and now he's favored by a field goal or more, you know, and, and they're not playing a, a Lions team, right? They're not playing the Texas. Wash is not good, but they at least are a, a, a capable NFL team that just beat the Bucks last week. It just feels like a big overreaction, like, wow, Cam is back. The Panthers are fine. If that line stays at three or, or, or creeps back to three and a half, I would be on Washington. I just think these teams are too similar to lay that many points with a quarterback that really nobody wanted until a week ago. No, it's a great point as we talk to Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, coming up right after our show. Joe, I want to ask you about tonight's game where we've got the Patriots and the Falcons. The Falcons getting six and a half points at home. Do you have a side here, and what is your feeling about Mac Jones? We've gone all over the place arguing about how good of a quarterback he is. So what do you, what do you think about the game, and what is your take on Mac Jones thus far? Yeah, I love Mac Jones. I am a fan. I, I, I was a good, among myself and many, underrated him coming out of Alabama. He could play. And so far in the NFL, and I know it's a short sample, and a lot of these other guys are in worse situations, significantly worse situations. But just with the play on the field, he's been by far the best rookie quarterback. I don't even think it's close. I mean, we've seen flashes from Justin Fields, flashes from Trevor Lawrence, but this is the best rookie quarterback right now. And he's not playing like a rookie. Guys, I would take the Patriots tonight. Minus a six and a half. It does worry me. It's a short week, road game with a rookie quarterback. But they're just a better team. And I'm done trusting the Falcons. I'm just, like, they have been the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL on their good weeks, 
like two weeks ago in New Orleans, they looked pretty good. And then on their bad weeks, I mean, last week they laid a complete egg in Dallas. I like the Patriots side. I would put them in a teaser just so, you know, I'll, I'll combine them. You know, I'll, maybe I'll move the, the Vikings update in half. Or, you know, I'll look at a game where I think that the line probably says tease it, and I would tease the Patriots down so I feel good if they only win the game by three or four points. But in general tonight, I, I am a fan of the Patriots at Mac Jones. I am on the same page as you. The Falcons are number one on my do not bet list for that very reason, because usually when they lay eggs, it is big eggs. They get blown out and it is terrible to watch. But that being said, from purely a betting standpoint, it goes against my very nature to lay seven points, six and a half points in a primetime game with a a rookie quarterback on a short week. So if this was any other team other than the Falcons, would you take the dog here? I would, and especially think about the last few primetime games we've gotten here. Monday Night Football, the dogs at home with the, the 49ers winning outright. Obviously, last Thursday with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens kind of laying an egg, uh, which really, in retrospect, wasn't that surprising considering they were coming off of overtime and 98 snaps the, the Sunday before against the Vikings. But, yeah, we've had a couple of these spots recently where it's like, you, you're burned if you, um, if you take the favorite on the road and it's a big number like it is tonight. And, and, Chelsea, there is one other worry, but I, I think we're past that now. It's, you know, Mac Jones was a big favorite on the road. I think it was week four or five in Houston against the Texans, and they barely won the game. They had to come back to beat the Texans. And that was kind of like a red flag, like, oh, yeah, remember, don't take rookie quarterbacks with big numbers on the road. But I just think this Patriots team is growing. You look at their point differential, I mean, it's up there with, with a lot of the Super Bowl years of the Patriots. And I don't think that's where the season's going to end, but – they're for real. They're good. I, I think with Belichick, and I, I think they'll just take care of business against a, a bad Falcons team. But, yeah, there's there's a little bit of that worry, Chelsea. There's no doubt. Joe, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you one NBA-related question, of course, regarding the 76ers who have lost five straight without Joel Embiid in the lineup because of COVID concerns. Before he was injured, we know how good they look. If you're looking at an NBA future on the Sixers right now, they're at 18-1. to 1. Now, obviously – I expect that line to shorten throughout the season once Embiid returns. Would you take a flyer on the 76ers at all? I would not, guys. As much as uh, whenever I'm on, I seem to be on the Eagles. I am I am not on the Sixers in terms of title futures. Like, they'll be a playoff team, mm-hmm. and they'll be a yeah. good team and a tough out. But I, I just don't believe in the Sixers group. They have to figure out what they're doing with Ben Simmons because although they played well with them at, without him at times, they, they can't have him brought up the bench all year. If he's not going to play, they need to trade it for something that could help them. And as far as them without Ben Simmons, we'll see what they get back. But it, it, with Joel Embiid, great player. But the next time he stays healthy and fresh for a full season, including the playoffs, will be the first time. I just don't believe his, he could physically hold up. And, and until I see what they get back for Ben, I don't think they're close to a title team. Right. And that's not necessarily Joel Embiid's fault. It's just when you are that large of a human, there's a lot of wear and tear on your joints. He is Joe Gillio. He is the host of BetQL Daily, immediately following our show if you want to tune in. Joe G, thanks for waking up with us this morning. You got any time, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.